Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club for Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. Good having you with us. All right. Um, my throat is kind of hurting a little bit, but I will suffice for this. Don't worry. Um, it's kind of hard to explain, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe if I just get some, I did have some milk, chocolate milk last night, so maybe that was it. I don't know. Who knows? Um, so there you go. Now, I just realized I didn't do food talk at all um, in yesterday's morning show, which was kind of sad, really. But, yeah... Let's see if this will load. Yes, it did. Okay. It just took a little bit because it was not in the cache. Um, but anyway, um, but right now in Dallas, it is 41 degrees again with overcast clouds. Um, later today, it'll be raining. With 55, high, 41, low. Wednesday, that's trivia night, by the way. It'll be raining with 50, high, 45, low. Thursday, it'll be 55, high, 43, low. That's overcast, by the way. If you're wondering... And Friday will also be overcast with a high of 55 and a low of 39. Saturday will be a high of 55 and a low of 39, which is also overcast. Um, Sunday it will be raining with 48 high, low 37. And Monday, I think it says rain and snow with a high of 41, a low of 32. So, yeah. Now, I would read news from the Oregonian, but the last time I tried reading something from there, it kind of went off a sour note. But, um, there is something to... There is another way, though. Um, let's see if we get this to work. Reader's News. What's funny is, this isn't paywalled, um... 
I won't continue reading about fentanyl, even though it's such a sad note, but I'm going to read about it anyway. Fentanyl use... Okay, I think it's still loading. Um, okay, here we go. It's just wanting to load the pictures. Fentanyl use spreads deeper into Mexico on heels of U.S. epidemic. The teenager who arrived at Jose de La Jesus Lopez's sorry about that, drug rehab clinic in the industrial Mexican city of Monterey in December had unusual symptoms. The 17-year-old family, 17-year-old's family had, had taken the boys to the hospital a few days earlier where he had trouble breathing and passed out after supposedly consuming cocaine, the director had said. Now he was sweaty and nauseous. He had been vomiting and couldn't sleep. Something just doesn't add up, thought Lopez. Who is also the head of an addiction center network in Nuevo Leon State, where uh, Monterey is located. The boy's symptoms look more like opioid withdrawal, even though Monterey lies hundreds of miles to the southeast of Mexico's few heroin and fentanyl hotspots in northwestern border cities. Excuse me. Like Tijuana and no and no gales. And just in case, Lopez administered a urine test. It did come back positive for fentanyl. <laughs> well that's kind of unfortunate really. And although Mexico is a major trafficking hub for the highly potent significant opioid it has so far avoided a consumption epidemic within its own borders. But interviews with over two dozen drug researchers and health officials, as well as data obtained by Freedom of Information requests, Revealed that use of the drug is creeping further into the Mexico area, even though the scale of consumption is clouded by a lack of drug, uh, by a lack of data testing. All right, we'll um, leave off there for now, and I'll read the rest at the end of this at the, the last segment. Besides, it likes to refresh for some reason. But Reuters News likes to do it, likes to refresh for some reason. So what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna go back here to wherever that is. Um, Cause Reuters News it likes to refresh for some reason. It'll update every so often. So yeah. But anyway, um, 
Um, the next segment, we're actually going to do food talk now, um, for a change. Um, since we didn't do it yesterday at all. <laughs> That's a free bit break there, if you're wondering. Um, now for music. Alright, we'll kick things off with Fall Out Boy, but the next song will have to be a surprise, guys. Well, actually, let's play uh, We Didn't Start the Fire in Heat Waves. I'll just start the break a little bit later. How about that? Um, anyway, coming up is Fall Out Boy, We Didn't Start the Fire, and Glass Animals Heat Waves. We'll be right back right after this with more of the Turkey Fox Radio Morning Club. We'll be right back. Don't go away. That was Heat Waves by Glass Animals, and we didn't start the fire by Fall Out Boy right here on the Turkey Fox Radio Morning Club for you guys. <laughs> Alright, it's now time for Food Talk, everyone. And, um, you know what's funny is that Fall Out Boy mentions Jeff Bezos in, um, in, um, We Didn't Start the Fire, in his version of We Didn't Start the Fire, I should say, because it's a cover of, um, Billy Joel's version of We Didn't Start the Fire, I should say, but, um, but what's funny is, is that yesterday on President's Day, we were reading about, uh, Jeff Bezos eating, um, Chinese food, so I figured, why not go ahead and read some Chinese food recipes for a change, after, you know, playing We Didn't Start the Fire, which referenced Jeff Bezos for a change, <laughs> What coincidence? Anyway, um, so to start things off, we're going to read Kung Pao Chicken. This is a recipe that I've used for years. It's so quick and easy for a weeknight meal, and it has such wonderful flavor after all. It's ready in 22 minutes, it serves 3 to 4, and there's 12 ingredients. Excuse me, um... Alright, so here's the ingredients, guys. Uh, you'll need one pound of boneless chick of boneless skinless chicken breast. Excuse me. And you wanna make sure it's cut into one inch pieces if necessary. You'll also need one tablespoon of cornstarch. Can't go wrong without cornstarch. <laughs> You'll also need two teaspoons of light sesame oil, or two teaspoons of vegetable oil, it's whichever one you prefer. Three tablespoons of green onions that are chopped with tops. Two garlic cloves that are minced. 
one fourth to one half teaspoon of crushed red pepper flakes. Just to your own taste, though, not to whoever's. A half teaspoon of powdered ginger. You can use it fresh grated if you prefer. Two tablespoons of rice wine vinegar. Two tablespoons of soy sauce. Two teaspoons of sugar. A third cup of dry roasted peanuts. Uh, I wonder what that was. Oh well. And four cups of cooked rice hot. That's the important part of the recipe is the rice. Alright, I think that's it for the ingredients, so now we can move on to directions. Step 1. Combine the chicken and cornstarch in a small bowl. Step 2. Toss the coat. Step 3. Heat oil in a large non-stick skillet. I wonder if that did well, who knows. Alright, anyway, step two was toss the coat. Um, if you're wondering, um, step three is heat oil in a large non-stick skillet or walk, or walk on medium heat, whatever that means. Never heard of that word, walk on medium heat. Step four, add the chicken. Step five, stir fry for five to seven minutes or until no longer pink and center. Step six, remove from heat. Step seven, add onions, garlic, red pepper, and ginger to the skillet. That's step seven, by the way. Step eight, stir fry 15 seconds. Step 9, remove from the heat. Step 10, combine the vinegar, soy sauce, and sugar in small bowl. Step 11, stir well. Step 12, add the skillet. Step 13, return chicken to skillet. Step 14, stir until chicken is well coated. Step 15, stir in the nuts, the peanuts that is. Step 16, heat verily, stirring occasionally. And step 17, you can finally serve it over hot rice. What coincidence. So yeah, there's a lot of steps, but it's well worth it. So yeah. And now we're going to have to read something really quick, guys, because, man, that was such a long recipe as far as directions are concerned. What's about egg drop soup? What's this? Okay, I'll try to read this, but I feel like I've got something stuck in my mouth, though. It 
And plus, my throat's acting up, guys. Um. Tell you what, we're only gonna. Well. Yeah, let's just share the Kung Pao chicken recipe today, guys. At least we shared one recipe in full today, at least. That's some good news. Um, I mean, we could have shared none. But yeah. Um, and I do remember, I remember the Cheetah Girls, too, I think. Uh, it's been so long since I've watched Disney Channel. Um, at the beginning of the movie, she mentions they were eating Kung Pao chicken, I think. Um, when they were, um, trying to read the magazine for some event going on, like, Italy or Rome or whatever it was called, I don't know. Just thought I'd throw that in, but God, it's been so long I saw, I've watched Disney Channel, it's, it's crazy, guys. It's just absolute crazy. But, yeah... Yeah. Hit that. Yep, that's three minutes there, I think. Alright, let's put our music in now. We're gonna put David Kushner Daylight in. How about that? And we are going. And then just before um, TMZ Celebrity News, we'll put um, Bloody Mary. How about that? Now, um, I just realized I forgot to turn Pikachu's um, cry alarm off at 7.30. But you know what? I think I want you to actually hear it for a change. So let me go ahead and grab the Pokeball. It's just one minute before... It goes off, so let's go ahead and grab. I don't know which one's gonna play this time. But let's see what it will do this time. <laughs> so we got the Pokeball here. It's on my computer desk here. Um, let's see if it goes off. Because I don't think I've told it to go to sleep. I'm just sitting here silent, see what's gonna happen. There it goes, he's very upset right now. <laughs> he got you. You can shut up now. He got you. <laughs> yep, that's Pikachu's grumpy cry you may remember in the anime. <laughs> Whenever she shocked Ash. But anyway, we'll be right back right after this. Don't go away. That was Doshi What Is Solo version. Daylight, David Kushner, 
right here on the Turkey Fox Radio Morning Club for you guys. Initially, I was going to play um, Daylight by David Kushner and, um, oh, <sighs> sorry about that, um, I forget what the song was called, um, but I guess it doesn't matter now. Oh, yeah, Bloody Mary by Lady Gaga. But, yeah, it doesn't matter anyway because it was going to run over. But, anyway, um, Taylor Swift on TMZ Celebrity News. Her flight tracker is lawyering up. She sends the pop star an annoying legal letter now. Taylor Swift, um... Um, got a response from the college student to whom she sent a cease and desist letter. <clears throat> for tracking her private jet on Instagram. And his words definitely don't fly with her. On Monday, Jack Sweeney took to the um, social media app X formerly known as Twitter <clears throat> and had posted um, a two-page letter he sent to the pop star claiming he did absolutely nothing wrong by showing her flight path to the world. In fact, actually, I'm going to go ahead and read the letter to you guys while we're at it. It's a PDF document. Um... It's by Slatter Legal P It was actually written on January 25th of this year. It was sent to Taylor Swift, CO Katie Wright Moore, a venerable WLP, via electronic, electronic mail only. Reply Grand Control to Taylor Swift. Dear Miss Wright Marone, along with Ethan Jacobs of Ethan Jacobs Law Corporation, I represent Jack Sweeney and his company, GRND Control LLC, and write in response to your letters demanding that they discontinue the Instagram account Taylor Swift Jets. We expect that this response will conclude the matter. But please direct any future correspondence to us. Put simply, there is nothing unlawful about Grand Control's use of publicly accessible information to track private jets, including those used by public figures like Taylor Swift. Grand Control used the same information to track Saxon Russian, Oig Larches, and Elon Musk. See Amy Pichy. The American Teen Tracking Russian Argent Jets, CBS News, March 10, 2022, and it closes the link to CBS News. The at Taylor Swift Jets account is engaged in protected speech that does not violate any of Miss Swift's legal rights, though. Your letter does make that clear, though, by failing to identify any legal claim. And only in a footnote to your December 22nd, 2023 letter, do you flirt with asserting a stalking claim under California law, but the language just before the words you quote explains that a stalker is somehow who makes a credible threat against the victim. 
California Civil Code 1708.7, Subdairy A3A, our clients have never made any threats against Miss Swift, and your letter does not suggest they have done so. But furthermore, your letter's tone of alarm is unfounded. Our client's website only provides the location of private jets using publicly available information. That information poses no threat to Miss Swifty's safe Miss Swift's safety. No, I'm saying Swifty. We do not know why you believe the best claim against an individual in Florida and his company is the California statute, but that combined with the absence of any credible legal claim suggests a groundless effort to immediate and censor our clients. We doubt Ms. Swift will pursue mer meritless legal action, but if she does, we will defend our clients' rights. And it was sincerely written by Slatter Legal, PLLC, James Slatter, CCV email, Ethan Jacobs, and his email was blurred out for privacy reasons. Some of it was blurred out mainly for privacy reasons. But that was the letter. But anyway, back to the story now. And the caption next is January 25th, Massive. Swinney Clothes lyrics from Taylor Swift, um, 2017 hit song, Reputation, writing, Look What You Made Me Do. That must have been really gone over well with Taylor after attorney Kate Wright Marone fired off a legal threat to Sweeney in December. In her cease and desist, Marone claimed that Sweeney was engaging in stalking and harassing behavior by revealing Taylor's flight information in real time on social media. Marone warned that if Sweeney did not stop putting her famous client's safety in imminent danger, he'd be subject to further legal action. But Sweeney and his attorney, James Slatter, weren't scared off, though, anyway, composing their own letter and mailing it to Marone anyway. Slatter wrote that Marone signed no law that supports her to cease and desist, except for stalking, which does not apply since Sweeney has never made a credible threat against Taylor. The attorney pointed out that Sweeney merely uploaded publicly available data from the Federal Aviation Administration to track Taylor's plane movements. So basically, in a nutshell, Slatter said Sweeney, a junior at the University of Central Florida, exercised his right to protected speech and has done nothing unlawful. But he did also note that Sweeney has posted online similar flight information for Elon Musk and some Russian origins. And speaking of Elon Musk, let's read this, I'll try to read it. Patient with implanted brain, chip controls mouse with thought. The first ever human to be fitted with Neuralink's brain chip can now move a computer mouse with thought alone. This according to the tech billionaire Elon Musk himself. The patient was part of the Neurotech startup's first human test group and received the implant last month, 
with Must Channel journalist Catherine Brodesky at X Spaces event Monday, they've recovered well and the progress on what they set out to achieve is good. He also adds the patient is suffering no ill effects that the company is aware of and can apparently move the mouse up and down the drag boxes on the screen just by thinking. The brain chip is called telepathy, and Elon previously had called, explained it enables control of your phone or computer, and for them almost any device just by thinking. The device consists of an electrode with more than 1,000 flexible conductors that can be etched into people's cerebral cortexes via surgical robots. The electrodes are programmed to register thoughts related to motion that's truly groundbreaking technology. And by so far, it looks like it's doing its job! Neuralink's first human trial involved a person who lost the use of his limbs after the FDA cleared the way for this trial back in May of 2023. I think that is going to have to do it, guys. Um, we're pretty much riding low on time as it is, but the next segment coming up is going to be um, Pokemon Sleep, I think. I think, yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. And I think, I do know what I want to put in, but I'll put it in later. It'll be Miley Cyrus Flowers and Bad Habit by Steve Lacey. Actually, let me just go ahead and put it in now. Um, actually, you know what, I'll just put it in later, because at this point I'm running low. Anyway, you're listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club. We'll be right back right after this. Don't go away. right here on the Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club for you guys. Alright, I guess we're going to do Pokemon Sleep now, so here we go. Slowing up. Saving its merry old time. Here we go. Alright, we got another update to do. Well, okay. Alright, let's go ahead and synchronize the Pokeball. On the tablet. Uh, oh, wait, that's my fault. Um, I, um, accidentally, um, um, it's kind of hard to explain. I put, I wanted to put the Pokeball, I, I, I actually did this on purpose, um, what I did was I put the Pokeball to sleep initially, but it was intentionally. But then I actually did um, turn it off, but um, because I knew because it was actually like 1 a.m. Actually, I think is what the computer said. So I figured you know what, too a little too late. But so, but I just ended up just doing it anyway, just so I could give drowsy power to Snorlax at least. So you know what. Yep, so let's just go ahead and start anyway. It'll probably say like 1 a.m. or whatever, but hey, who cares? I only get like four hours of sleep anyway. 
Yep, 1.29 a.m. <laughs> but then again, I did say I'm um, set up at 7.27, so there you go. 32 minutes less. Well, yeah, no big surprise there. Uh, no untracked time. Interesting. Thought it would be like untracked time because I was doing like a lot of weird stuff, especially after 6 a.m. That's interesting. Sleep for Evie. I already have an Evie, by the way, if you're wondering. As my current helper. Face scratching sleep. There's really only three um, Pokemon here. And Jigglypuff. That's the reason why I didn't use any incenses all last night, because there wasn't going to be really a lot of Pokemon, because. Because, yeah. Because this was basically just the start of research. So let's just feed the biscuit to Jigglypuff and get out of here. A bonus biscuit, I should say. We'll just keep it on the EV one, I guess. You know, the Jigglypuff one was worth more, but well. Beal and Saw Blues gain more strength. That's a good sign. Looks like Snorlax's power has increased. Good. Pikachu! Okay. It's 
still eating his berries. I want to see if he did something to like, uh, what is he at right now? Basic four. See if we get him at basic five. Um, I guess that's all the berries then, so yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's enough for that. Um, That was Pokemon Sleep, um, that you just heard, um, yeah. But coming up in the next segment, um, I'm not sure if we're going to do Pokemon Go, because, um, I mean, I guess we could, but the last time I did it, it just didn't turn out as well as I thought I did, but, um. We might do it anyway, I don't know. Um, but I just wanted to share something different with you guys. Um, especially since you got to hear Pikachu's cry up so loud. Um, yeah. That might be DSP there. Um, one and a half. Um, sorry about the dog barking, by the way. Um, Grande, and, um, what else do we have here, um, uh, want to save Calm Down for last, um, uh, maybe we can play Shake It Off, Taylor Swift, maybe, we'll see what happens, um, I may have to play something a little bit longer, though, um, like, Blank space, but we'd much rather play um, Shake It Off though, because that's better than Blank Space. But we'll see what happens. Maybe if I have to, I can go over a little bit. But anyway, um, um, or maybe I could just swap out Ronnie Grande for something else. We'll see what happens. Anyway, uh, more of the Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club coming up at 8:20 a.m. Might be Pokemon Go, it might be something else. I'm not sure yet. But stay tuned, more of the Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club with either Pokemon Go or Surprise at 8.20 a.m. We'll be right back right after this. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Yep. Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club for you guys. <laughs> Alright. Initially, I wasn't thinking that it went Pokemon Go at 8.20 a.m., but you know what? Let's just do it anyway. Yeah, they changed the music when you boot it up for some reason. That's weird. I still gotta free up space in my storage. Maybe we can do that then. 
Ah, uh, freaking my Pokemon got knocked out. Gyms, apparently. That is a real revive. I do have a max push I can use on you at least. Coins today. No, I did not. Looks like um, I only have two Pokemon gems. Um, Gramble and Hippodon. Um, and since I didn't get any coins today, that forces me to let Hippodon suffer. Um, which is kind of unfortunate, really, because that means only Gramble will be left. But what's funny is, is that Gramble has been this gem for like 30 days. He's in the church gym, by the way, but the only problem is he's been in that gym for a month now, so... I'm probably gonna have to ask a friend of mine on a different team color to change it for us so we can, um, get him out of there. <laughs> oh, there's a new thing going on. Road to the Raid Challenge. Interesting. I'll try that then. So that is, but okay. How many times is left on that? Um, three days and eleven hours. I highly doubt that'll work out. We'll see. Alright. Hey, bugs, send me gift. Alright, we'll not be able to hear any of their cries because they didn't get us any coins, so... That's kind of unfortunate, really. Yep, no cry. Instead, we'll have to free up space in our Pokemon storage. Sweating a little bit there. This is a different cast form. It's a rainy one. Or nothing. One star. For there. Nothing. Okay. One 
Dude, guys, I have so much Bidoof candy, it's ridiculous. Okay, I think that's it. Um... Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that is pretty much it. I freed up about 13 spaces. So I guess that'll work good enough. Let's see if we have all this Caterpie and, well... Yeah, let's go ahead and, yeah, might as well. It won't add much more combat power, but then again, it is going to be into its second form, which is basically just, uh... Cocoon form. No, I don't have enough candy to evolve it into its final form. I did it on purpose. Hold on. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and cheat. Yeah. What I just did was I used eight rare candies and decided to evolve it anyway. I'm a cheater, let's face it. <laughs> I'm evolving to Butterfree now. I'm a cheater, let's face it. <laughs> I don't have enough candy to power it up now, but it is pretty strong now. It's 1326. It's oh, Struggle Bug and Signal Beam. Those are really good moves, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to worry about evolving you, though. That's Electrobuzz, which was a new Pokemon I evolved as well. Okay, I guess me and Crowley Hesfields are now good friends. That's always a good sign. What you get from my gift? That, a, po a sticker, I think. A potions and balls and stardust. Okay, I think I have room in my bag now after doing all that stuff. Um, okay, where's Crowley has feels at? Um, I don't see her for some reason. Oh, there she is. <laughs> yeah, I made a lot of good friends after that uh, Valentine's Day event, by the way. Shiny Slowpoke, interesting. And let's hurry up and get my um, first catch today. There's. Well, first, I gotta do this. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Alright, now let's get my first catch today. There we go. What I was trying to do was make a curveball. Which helps a little bit better. Yep. Nothing. 
Anyway, I just, I don't, we already did enough Pokemon Go. We pretty much did enough as it is, so there you go. But the final segment, we're just going to finish reading that on Fentanyl Story, as promised. And, um, and then we'll close out with a brief weather report. How about that? But anyway, yeah. Yeah, um, go ahead and put that commercial in really quick. I think the music's just going to have to be a surprise, guys. Cutting it pretty close. Alright, I think that'll work good enough. Stay tuned, we're going to read that rest of that fentanyl story, and um, after that, we'll do a brief web report, I don't know. But more of the Tricky Fox Radio Morning Call will be right back. Don't go away. Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club and Dua Lipa Houdini as well. I forgot to mention Dua Lipa by Fruden as well. There you go. Anyway, let's go ahead and finish reading that, um, Reuters story very quick, um... Oh my god, it's so long. I don't know if we're even going to be able to read all this, um... Actually, let's go ahead and get the weather forecast very quick, um... Just because I can. Um, right now in Dallas, it is 41 degrees with overcast. Today it'll be raining, 55. Wednesday it'll be raining, 50. Thursday it'll be overcast, 55. Friday it'll be overcast, 55 as well on Friday. <clears throat> Saturday it'll be 55, overcast. Sunday it'll be raining, 48. And Monday it'll be raining snow, 41. Alright. Now let's go back to our Reuters story now. I forget where we left off at. Um, um, did I scroll down too far? But okay. Alright. If it goes... Let's just um, start where it came back positive for fentanyl. Oh, excuse me. Um, although Mexico is a major trafficking hub for the highly potent significant opioid, it has so far avoided a consumption epidemic within its own borders. This is fentanyl use spreads deeper in Mexico on the heels of the U.S. epidemic. But interviews with over two dozen drug researchers and health officials as well as data that's obtained by freedom of information request, have revealed that use of the drug is creeping further into Mexico, even though the scale of consumption is clouded by a lack of data and testing. But the fear among some researchers and officials is that the use of fentanyl could follow the trajectory of methamphetamine over the past decade, six of the sources have said. Meth started as a U.S. bound product, but has transformed into a dosmetic drug problem over the past the last decade. 
Mexico's Mental Health and Addiction Commission, the CONASAMA, that's in Mexico by the way, has classified fentanyl as an emerging drug because of an uptick in users seeking treatment. <clears throat> Even though that opioid users have made up less than 2% of the sum of 168,000 people who had sought drug treatment in 2022, which was the most recent year for which data is currently available. Fentanyl is not a public health problem at this moment, said Evelinda Barron, the general director of CONASAMA. But still, she said it is a concern, though. But unlike in the United States, though, where potent significant opioids like fentanyl has caused tens of thousands of deadly overdoses per year. Mexico has officially logged less than two dozen opioid-related deaths in 2021, though, the latest year for which government data is available. Mexico's health ministry has publicly acknowledged gaps in the data. The ministry did not respond to a request for, most, for more recent statistics, though. The president's office did not respond to questions for this story, though. The security ministry referred Reuters to public comments by Minister Rosa Escila Rodriguez that Mexico was working with the United States and Canada to stop synthetic drug trafficking. But Mexico is far less predisposed in the United States to a fentanyl epidemic, and some health officials and experts say because it does not have the same history of prescription pain medication abuse and heroin consumption. But still, officials are still sounding the alarm, including through a public information campaign warning of the drug risks across the radio, internet, and in schools. Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obador said in January that while fentanyl consumption was low, the country has to be careful of it, and he was seeking more information about its use in different states. In Nuevo Leon, the number of the dead bodies that test positive for fentanyl has been rising. Data from the Attorney General's office has been showing. Back in 2013, one corpse had tested positive. <clears throat> in 2018, there were 47. And by 2023, 180 bodies were tested positive. About 4% of the thousands of autopsies the Attorney General's office had performed last year. The traces in the wave of Leon bodies do not mean that fentanyl was the cause of death, though. Autopsies in the state are often carried out when the suspected cause of death was vehicle accidents or homicide, though. Some may have been legally administered medical fentanyl in their systems, though. But still, said Carlos Magus, a public health, public health professor at the National Autonomous University of Mexico, the data points to the reality of a growing epidemic. The increase is very serious, said Magus whose research with colleagues, including trafficking local media reports, estimates that hundreds of Mexicans may be dying from opioid overdoses just annually. And that on fentanyl use in Mexico is far from comprehensive. 
Forensic authorities in Warden have further states lack equipment to detect whether the drug is present in corpses. According to responses to Freedom of Information has requested routers made to all 32 states. 17 states said that they had equipment to detect it in, can in cadavers, ranging from rapid urine tests to advanced methods like liquid chromatography, mass spectrography machines, which analyze chemicals and biological samples. In 13 states, including populous Mexico City and the state of Mexico, state forensic services have lacked capacity for specifically detecting fentanyl. One state said it was unable to find records of testing capacity. Another had not replied at the time of publication, though. Barron, whose responsibilities also include mental health, had said such testing was important, but there were other, more pressing data gaps affecting her work, such as accurate tracking of suicide deaths as well. There's always a shortage of resources, she said. But still, the lack of tests makes it harder to get a handle on the scope of fentanyl's reach in Mexico, after all. We're undercounting, for sure, the number of people who are dying from overdoses, said Cecilia Farfan Mendez, a Mexico security expert at the University of California, San Diego. Mexico Deputy Health Minister Hugo Lopez Gatel during a press conference back in April, acknowledged possible underreporting opioid-related deaths, while knowing the body count would still be lower than in the United States, even if it were off by a factor of 100. And in Mexico, current fentanyl consumption is most prevalent along U.S.-bound transportation routes, especially in the border regions. And that's because Mexican cartels are often leaving small amounts of drugs along the way in order to create local markets, cover operational costs, and pay salaries in kind, said Mexican security consultant David Sancito, who works with state governments and companies on national security issues. The border cities where the drugs enter the United States become the biggest markets, Shipments criminal groups aren't able to smuggle are instead sold on the Mexican side, said Jose Gonzalez, a former federal Mexican security official. But indeed, nearly 60% of the 333 people shown by CONASAMA data to have sought treatment for fentanyl use in 2022 were on only four border municipalities. To Ajuana and Mexico Colony in Baja, California, and Nogales in San Luis Rio, Colorado, and Sonora, which all lie along the Pacific Route. And I'm sorry we're going over, but that's what I plan to do. The most utilized path for fentanyl trafficking, according to U.S. seizure data. But criminal groups have diverse expanded their routes moving smaller quantities of the drug through central and eastern Mexico, said Gonzalez. What criminals want to ha is to have innovation, new routes, and the least risk possible, he said. Shifting routes paved the way for consumption in new parts of the country, Saucedo said. Authorities have seized 150 kilograms of U.S.-bound fentanyl in Nuevo Leon over the last year, 
and a half an unprecedented amount for the state, its security secretary, Guardo Pasils, had told Reuters. Juan Roque, head of the mental health and addiction for Nuevo Leon Self Department, has said the state has recorded just a handful of fentanyl consumption cases and said users picked up the habit elsewhere. He and Palcios had said there was no evidence that fentanyl was being mixed into other drugs, such as cocaine or meth, that circulate locally. But, in the rehab clinic in Monterey, though, that's what Lopez thinks that happened to his teenage patient, who said he never consumed fentanyl intentionally, and whose irate has also tested positive for methamphetamine. But many people could die if we don't pay attention to this, said Lopez who now keeps fentanyl testing strips on his desk now. In Mexico's traditional opioid heartlands, fentanyl's rise has been very well well documented. A 2020 study found that 93% of 59 heroin samples that were collected in Tijuana were laced with the drug. And more recently, 126 of nearly 900 bodies that came from the Tijuana morgue were tested positive between March 2023 and December of that same year. In Mexicali, a neighboring border city with its own history of heroin use, the number rose nearly a quarter of the 1,764 corpses tested since June 2022, state data has shown. Traces of fentanyl are appearing elsewhere in the country. A recently published paper between on testing at, 20, at 2022 Music Festival outside Mexico City had found two of four cocaine samples and 14 of 2022 MDMA samples were adulterated with the opioid. Roque and Nuevo Leon's health department said the rise of methylfanfane in Mexico more than two decades after its use first surge in the United States made him worry the same would happen with far more deadly synthetic opioid. Nationwide, treatment for meth use has soared over the last 10 years, from less than 10% of people seeking rehabilitation treatment in 2013 to nearly half in 2022, according to nationwide government data. More of it began to stay on this side of the border, broke senses of the meth wave, and the same thing could happen to us with fentanyl. Alright, and I believe we are done. So, yeah, um, that is going to officially end it for the Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club. We definitely went over, definitely. So what I'm going to do is we're just going to put in a, a single minute commercial break, guys. Um, um... Probably just a two minute, but at this point I don't think it really matters. Um, I'm probably just going to play one song. It'll just be Calm Down by Rima and Selena Gomez. Um, I just got to hurry up and find her. Else I'll even go over too. But anyway, I am signing off for the Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club. I will see you tomorrow on Wednesday. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>